I'm Spike. I'm Chris. With We Are Geeking Out. And this is the true, unabridged, absolutely completely non-made-up story about how Spike gets the sniffles and it decides to turn pro. How y'all doing? Missed another week, but yes. Yes, it's been another wonderful flu-filled week at the... Yeah. Yes. Flu-flu. At the Who What Wear Studios. We're still trying to figure all of this stuff out. Apparently, I've got the new boom mic for those of you, for you AV nerds who are trying to figure out how we're doing this for under, what, 25 cents a week. Got the new boom mic, but I don't know whether it works yet, and now I need to get a USB cable that's longer than three feet long so I can keep streaming this thing. So, oh, oh, there you go. And it's going to be an adventuresome week this week because... Ooh. Well, you've got a, a big pile of cards from the last two weeks, and uh, Chris has not seen this, but I've seen it. Not really? Well, on you then. This, this past Friday, we, Roku released its biggest release yet. Weird, the Al Yankovic story, their first big mainstream movie that's getting mainstream attention. I've, I've seen it. I'll give you the review here in a minute. Chris says he doesn't have a whole lot to do with his cards, but we'll see what happens. We Before we begin with the geeking, though, uh, it's going to be a busy little week for us because this week we've got, we're, we're filming Geeking Out. It is, psh, whew, trying to remember, it is Sunday, November 6, 2022. Uh, we've got an episode of Backrack Video where... Chris is going to try to give you the history of Hollywood special effects in 20 minutes. That will end well. And then, uh, on top of that, we have a chore of duty coming up. Yes, finally. A chore of duty where I'm going to explain the other, other constitutional amendment on Kentucky's ballot this week. If you have not already done your early voting, this will be... Your chance to understand what this big, long, huge, tall drink of water on the ballot really means because Amendment 2 about the abortion thing is about that long. Amendment 1 is about that long. And I'll explain the difference here. That will be coming up later this week. Actually, the chore of duty will probably hit, probably hit the podcast and videos first because it is so time sensitive, but we will have all three out. And then this next weekend, Christopher... Oh. Something comes out this next weekend. What's the oh. big movie for this weekend? Black Panther! So, we will be attempting another live stream. It will be Aftermath 2, Black Panther 2, Fan Zero. So, having said that, the uh, the live stream we're going to try to... Uh, uh, live stream to Chris's Facebook Movie Geek group. But yeah. I don't know why I keep wanting to call it Film Geek. It's Movie Geek Group. Even though Film Geek does kind of... It's kind of ruined. So, but that is a private group. If you want to get the, the live stream on Facebook, you need to get in touch with Chris over on Facebook and get the invite so you can get in there. No spamming, please. And if you don't want that, we are going to attempt our first YouTube live stream at the same time. This will be, I'm guessing, Saturday. Is that the 12th? Yes. Yeah, it's Saturday the 12th, probably about 3.45, because I think this thing is two and a half hours long. Yeah, it's going to be, a, I saw 160 minutes for Black Panther 2. Oh, Lord. I really will need the 
the, the large soda and popcorn to get through this one because I'm going to need to tinkle at some point. And I did not leave the movie. Did you just say tinkle? Tinkle. Yes, the tinkle. I'm going to piddle it. He's going to piddle everywhere. Piddle, 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 piddle. Better than all that crap that's going to be on the screen. So, oh, and one more update. We've just we've just up we've just uh, updated our YouTube channel. We now, you can now find us on YouTube if you haven't seen it at the bottom of the screen at some point yet. Uh, you can now find us at YouTube.com/slash at Who What Where. And that's our YouTube just rolled out something called Handles. So now if you want the entire Who What Where library, you can go to youtube.com slash at Who What Where, W-H-O-W-O-T-W-A-R-E, it should still be on the bottom. Go there and you can get the entire YouTube library. We'll see how long that lasts because I'll also tell you right now, the chore of duty probably, this chore of duty might turn up on the YouTube and Facebook channels, but next week's probably will not. Because I will be talking about something that had really YouTube and Facebook just don't want on their precious little platforms. But we'll talk about that next week. So, how's it going, Chris? How's it hanging? Is it hanging low? Is it hanging wide? Is it swinging from side to side? How is it? Like a pendulum. Like a pendulum. Uh, yeah. Uh, swinging from good. right to left. Yes. The white cliff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's up? Do you have anything you want to do before I start talking about weird the Al Yankovic story? You want to do the news first? Let's do the let's do the news first. Let's make them wait. Okay. Because quite frankly, I think we all agree that Madonna is a slut, and we'll we'll get into that a little bit later on. So she's an an aged slut, though. So. Yes, and I am a Christian. So you are. But I'm not wow. a Catholic, so I don't have to speak nice about Madonna. Wow. What do you got that's so hot? Wow. Come on, what do you got? Oh, please, talking smack about Madonna is so 1980, what is it, five? Four? Five? Is five. Is when she started ripping off other people's songs. Any day now. Which is not a song she's ripped off, but it's not for lack of conscious. He says any day now, but yet he's still like, you know, he was talking. See? Alright. So, so, I don't know if we have already covered this because we, we were gone for a while and then we came back and then we were gone for like a week or something. So, anyways. DC has found its Feige at, as James Gunn has What's taken you? over the whole the whole shebang. Yes. I think that's the, the whole shebang. shebang. His first day on the job, actually, was him coming in and uh, basically saying the lines from Superman comic book when he got his job at uh, Daily Planet. Which was pretty Where's cool. the bathroom? It's not what he says in the comic book. No, what does he say in the comic book? Come on, spit it out. Let's say. They've only been publishing Superman comic books for, what, 80, 90 years now? We have to be a little bit more It just shows that he's, he's, you know, dirty, that he's enjoying this. Truth, justice, and the American way. I'm all about the American way. If 
If DC does not let Superman say American Way, I'm going to change the name of the Troy Duty to American Way. It'll be one of about two million podcasts, and you'll never see me again. Yeah. So, what else you got? I dare you to change it to uh, just put America in the thing. You'll get more views, but half of those views will be from white supremacists. I don't think white supremacists are what you think they are. I've seen a lot of uh, racist around lately, but they've all been wearing paisley pillowcases, not white. Paisley. Stacey Abrams, among others. But that's that's political. That's not here. This is pop culture. Right, stick to right, pop culture right. stuff. Okay. Because there are some people who just don't want to hear about all the racists in their midst. Just like just like Sigourney Weaver, gorillas in the midst. Anyway. 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 So James Gunn is in charge of DC. Yeah. Yes. DC movies, anyway. Yes. Which means Walter Hamada. Make sure the make sure the Fortress of Solitude door doesn't run you over on your way out. Good. That's true. But I mean, James Gunn, I believe that he can take over this whole mantle. I mean, the things that he's done with Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Suicide Squad 2, or the reboots, whatever it is. But I call it Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. I think the first one was called The Suicide Squad, and the second one was just called Suicide Squad. Plus, let's mention we're getting the Christmas special uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy that have you seen the trailer for? You got to watch the trailer because it looks, it's really hilarious. Because the trailer sets up with like, you know, Star-Lord being upset that Gamora is like, you know, dead and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, Drax and Mantis has this great idea to cheer him up by going to Earth and kidnapping Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Everything's better with bacon. <laughs> I think that's great. Anyway. Yeah. Alright. Disney Plus has a cartoon series coming out based off of Night of the Museum, which will be coming out this December. You're shaking your head no. This is taking me back to like the little cartoons that I grew up with as a kid, you know, the fact that you know you got a museum that comes alive at night and, you know, all kinds of crazy adventures. Didn't they That's already do that cartoon? They called it The Librarians, right? That's not a cartoon. The Librarians. Oh boy, library you haven't seen The Librarians. The Librarians? <laughs> take that cartoon. Okay, look, look, The Librarians was actually a really good show. It was a really good show. I'm trying to work my way through it. I got as far as uh, Bruce Campbell being Santa and I haven't really been back to it yet. But. The movies are okay, but the TV series, I, I, I liked them. I got hooked. I got hooked. That's good. So. But anyway, yeah, that. Um, <laughs> well, get ready to rub your nose on this one. Alright, ready? The Italian police seized cocaine of 120 grams on, the, on two crew members of the Equalizer 3 set. Bum, 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 bum. 
blah, 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 blah. Now, the Equalizer, you're talking about the movies, the ones with yes. Denzel Washington. Not yes. The, not the TV show nobody watches with Queen Latifah, right? Yes. I forgot about that one. <laughs> yes. See, look, Denzel's been stepping up his uh, consumption here quite a bit then, huh? I mean, they said crew members. Which means people that, you know, are not in front of the camera. He's, he's got a PGA after his name. You know he does. And this is Italian, so it's not like they did this movie in Chicago. If I was in Italy, I would, need, <laughs> I would need at least 120 grams, too. 120 grams you're distributing, for the, for the record. So, you are a pusher. So, two of them, even at 60 grams apiece, that's still pushing. So they're not they're not doing that by themselves. Yeah. Probably cutting it with fentanyl or something. Or it is Italy, they're probably cutting it with oregano. 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 Probably dried oregano too, oregano. not the good stuff. Yeah. All right. Mm, a, a nice tomato sauce with some basil to it and uh, some fresh oregano and a little freshly shredded parm on top. You okay? I know it just ate, but oh, don't, get, don't get me started on a on freshly made pasta with a, with a good sauce. Now, what were you saying? Moving on. Well, actually, speaking of... Am I talking to the camera or am I talking to the squirrel mask? I don't understand. Earl the Squirrel is a thing. Earl the Squirrel at Universal Studios turns out that about a decade ago, I don't know if you've heard of Earl the Squirrel. No. About a decade ago, Universal Studios, they're trying to put up this big, huge Christmas tree with like programmable lights. And for some reason they couldn't get the, I think it was the blues wouldn't work. And they found uh, that the feed that controlled the, the blue lights in this huge Christmas tree had been gnawed on. So they blamed a squirrel, called him Earl, and after that, every year, Universal would throw up the tree and they would put a little, a little drawing of Earl the squirrel somewhere in the tree to show that he's been there and he's been, but he hasn't been gnawing on anything. So now, they apparently became a huge thing on the Universal Studios tour, Ask for Babs, and where people are looking for Earl the Squirrel somewhere in the giant Christmas tree, so now they're doing Earl the Squirrel uh, merchandise this year because, quite frankly, nothing else at Universal is selling. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, Earl the Squirrel is probably drawing. It's going to make Universal more money than their next three movie releases, most likely. <laughs> now, what were you talking about? I know it wasn't anything as important as Earl's uh, Squirrel. Yeah, well, yes, yeah. we, we've lost track. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be talking to the squirrel all for your off game. Nice one. So, with uh, Black Panther coming out next weekend, guess what? Uh, riots in the street? <sighs> no. Not yet. Spoilers. No. Uh, Happy Meals now have toys from the movie. McDonald's Happy Meals. Are they handing out little Black packets of my doll to go with all the female characters in the show? No I, more. No more could probably I, use a my doll. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. He's called no more. Okay, all right. first off, I'm going to say 
I know why they called him Namor instead of Namor. They're not calling him the Submariner either. They called him Namor. Not because he's supposed to be Aztec, I think is supposed to be in the movie. It's because Universal owns the rights to Namor the Submariner, and this way Disney doesn't have to cut them in for any of that sweet, sweet profit they think they're going to make off of this film. Listen, and I've been hearing one, one piece of fluff on, on video after another. Okay, first off, this has nothing to do with the Submariner. It has nothing to do with Atlantis. Strikes one and two. Okay, now, strike three is where you idiots, idiots in the media, and it's not just this production, it's not just, it's not just Black Panther 2, it's not just Disney, it's not just the film industry, television does it too, radio does it too, politicians do it too, they all do it. Whenever they say anything remotely, Hispanic, Latino, or Latina, there's no such thing as Latinx. Anything, they, they all, every one of them, and this is something that just drives me out of my gourd, they all sound like Speedy Gonzalez on crack. Because it's not Latino, it's Latino. Okay? It's not Hispanic, it's Hispanic. He's not Namor, he's Namor. Shut up. You don't even like Speedy Gonzales. What are you talking about? Only Mexicans like Speedy Gonzales. No. I like Speedy Gonzales too, but not the ones with the Daffy Duck in it. You always really I, forget what it is I'm even trying to talk about. I do try. Go ahead. I don't Go ahead, try again. Try. Just try anything. Try me. Go, go for something else. Now, oh, okay. Because I remember Speedy's cousin, Slowpoke Rodriguez, he has a gun. You click on it, too. If you're keeping up with any of this, good for you. If you're keeping up with any of this, please <laughs> message me and let me know what the world I'm talking about. See, I don't know. <coughs> All right, I got some good news. Some, well, well good it's news. not... It's like, well, I mean, it's, it's good news, but it's like info. Some info. So, some info on the Ghostbusters 4 movie. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, Ernie Hudson, who plays Winston, said that he is going to be in the next movie, and the idea of it is to train new Busters, and that's what the fourth film is going to be about. There is no... Uh, Word if anybody from the afterlife is going to be in this in the fourth film, but where the afterlife how it ended with uh, Winston bringing the car back and you know opening up and stuff like that the the fire house that they lived in uh, means that he's going to make Ghost Corpse pretty much. Yeah, this is this is an idea I had years ago about, and I'm not going to claim any credit, but I had this idea years ago to resurrect Ghostbusters. This is actually back before 2016. I said, uh, franchise it. You would open up Ghostbusters franchises just like they open up Dairy Queens all over the place. You would have a Ghostbusters franchise in, in each state. It would almost be like, uh, 
Well, the Avengers wound up taking off that in Marvel Comics. They did the... Each state had its own Avengers team, and boy, that sucked. Ah! But I always figured... It, I guess franchise less like Dairy Queen and more like probably a, a, like Major League Baseball or something where each city, each large city would have its own Ghostbusters. And so that that kind of sounds like the, not Ghost Corpse, by the way, Ghost Core. Ghost Corpse, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I love this boy. I do. Sorry. I really do. Sorry. But, uh, but yeah, it's... It sounds like it's going to be a fun idea. I wish them all the best, but oh boy, there are so many ways this could go wrong. Oh, is is uh, Jason Wright yes, still attached? Yes, he is. Then, I'll do it. Then there, this one should be okay. Let's see how this turns out. We'll give it a chance. Plus, not to mention, more Winston. Yeah. It's not like they're going to be able to get uh, Egon back anytime soon. Boy, I just, you just oh, that's just reaching home. It's like kicking something. Then I could be able to get Bill Murray back. You know, he's he's too cantankerous and he's we'll got see. he's 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 supplying way too many uh, Italian filmmakers for to worry about doing Ghostbusters four. Although I do like the way you call it Ghostbusters four and just lost right over that twenty sixteen movie. Everybody, everybody glosses over twenty sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that does not exist. What else you got? We're twenty <laughs> minutes in. We still got to do the weird review. So. Henry Cavill will be back as Superman. He yeah. said it himself. It is happening. It is Man of Steel two or whatever they're going to call it, but it is happening. Now I've been hearing a lot about how The Rock and his. The Rock and his ex-wife slash current manager, there's an amicable divorce. He fought for six years to get Cavill back as Superman just to make a, uh, make a cameo in Black Adam. And he had to wait for every single DC Films executive to get their heads blown off before he was able to do it. Listen... I'm, I mean, the way I feel about Superman is like, you know, eh. But I will say, Henry Cavill is excellent as Superman. I, that's how I, I mean, personally, I feel that he's, I don't know, he just brings a great presence to this character. And not to mention seeing him in other movies, he's like, he's a nerd. He plays Dungeons and Dragons. He builds his own little uh, miniature things for uh, board games and stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's... Yeah, I mean, th those are all good signs, but never forget, Kevin Smith did the same things. You know how that turned out? Say no more. Yeah, that's true. But, sure. like I said, Cavill's already said uh, truth, justice, in the American way, so I think we're going to get back to a more optimistic, old-school Superman, I'm hoping. Because everybody used to laugh about how dorky and all-American Superman was. Well, for one thing, that is something extremely missing from the from the uh, the current market. And two, Superman back in the day, in I mean, like in Action Comics number one, he was just a little bit of a socialist, so and so. 
It wasn't until the 50s that he started tasting some of that sweet television money and merchandising deals that he turned capitalist. But, yeah. Yeah. But just, that's what happens to you a couple of hungry kids from Cleveland. I, I'm excited about it because I want to see more. And apparently he also did uh, uh, say that he's going to be in at least four more future DC films. So yeah, I'd imagine because he's Superman, he can... He needs to get Man of Steel 2 up and out the door and then start making appearances everywhere so he can start lifting up the other bolts and start or other yeah. boats and start building franchises again. Which is exactly what Ben Affleck has been doing with Batman. He shows up as Batman, he makes everything better. Yeah. I mean you got yeah. he won't Batman. <laughs> I mean you have Henry Cavill, you have Ben Affleck, you have Kevin Bacon, they make everything better. So yeah, sure. Well, Ben Affleck, as long as he's got the pointy ears on, I'm not. Such a listen, fan of the rest DC, of I'm I'm holding hope for you guys because of your decisions of James Gunn and bringing back Henry Cavill and all that. But I will say, don't make what 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 was her name in Black Adam uh, and Suicide Squad? What was her name? You got me. That chick from Suicide Squad and the evil Black Oprah Winfrey. Oh yeah, Amanda Waller. Yeah. She is listen. Amanda Waller has been done to death. I just don't understand that's one thing that really bothered me in Black Adam was the fact that she just like you need and it's like, okay, wait. You have no powers. You're nobody. The only reason why you can control Suicide Squad is because you put bombs in the back of their neck. These are superheroes. What do you have anything to do or boss them around whatsoever? Like, it, it just like, go away. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the, ooh, it just, it, it just, ooh. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. You're about to see. Now, we've talked at length about DC and Marvel. And every time I do this, oh, it cuts our viewership in half. Oh, no. Okay. DC. Marvel is supposed to be the grittier kind of superhero thing. DC has always been more of the optimistic. Marvel is knee-deep in their nitty-gritty little social justice shtick, and it's just over and over. The diversity, the inclusivity, the equity, that's all Marvel. They can own it. DC if they are truly going in the opposite direction as they seem to be going with the, the gun hire, the cavil, the Affleck and everything. Amanda Waller will be your arc villain. Okay? Forget about Dark Side, forget about the Joker. Amanda Waller is going to represent the swamp in DC that the superheroes have to fight but they can never beat. She is going to be the one with her her little tentacles and everything, holding the heroes back from doing what they need to get done. Which could lead to Justice League 2, which is where they finally just jettison her out the watchtower or something and into the sun. And then the doors come off at, at DC. I don't know. I'm just saying. Amanda Waller has the potential to be that irritating little... In, in wrestling, they call them a heel, a, a little chicken crap heel. 
She's the one who's constantly there holding everybody back, making things worse, and throwing obstacles in the ways of our heroes just because she can't. Or because she fears their power threatens her power. Or some crap. Whatever. There could be a chance to make a fantastically, a fantastically well thought out statement here. Can James Gunn make that statement? We'll see. I mean, if that's how they do it, that's fine. I'm, I'm for that. It's just, if that's, if this is how it's going to go and they don't go that route, then I want to be pretty mad. Alright, some other good news. Mm -hmm. um, I did not news. know if it is up and running yet, but Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd has been teasing people on Twitter about you know, saying things like, the future looks bright. And, you know, certain things which makes people go, wait, is there another Back to the Future movie coming out? Like, what's going on here? Actually, no. Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd has teamed up to start a web store for the Back to the Future fans. I, for one, is excited about this. Second... You bet your butt I'm going to find this website, and I'm going to get on there, and I might buy some stuff. <laughs> just, just say. Yeah, I was Are about you? to say, because Michael, no, I'm not yawning on oh, that. Oh, I'm tired. Michael J. Fox, bless his heart, he's, he's not up to doing any filming or anything, but I'm glad to see he's staying involved, and Christopher Lloyd, Lord, I don't even know what age Christopher Lloyd is right now, but I doubt he's up to anything physical. He's, he's in his 70s, he's I know in his he's, 80s. I know he's not done completely because uh, the movie Spirit Halloween, he's in. So. But I am glad to see they're both active, getting involved in things, getting out there, and, and keeping with the fans, because the fans, like let's face it, fans, yeah, you know, they like Ghostbusters like, fans. Let's face it, Back to the Future 2 was kind of a waste of film. 3 kind of redeemed the franchise. It was, it was a fun, fun thing. People look back fondly on it. So I'm glad to see they're, I'm glad to see they're making money and they're not getting chased off by the studio. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. I, I don't know what the website's called though. <laughs> I couldn't find it. <laughs> Great job marketing there, guys. It is. I guess it's probably it's still like under construction. Teaser, yeah, probably, probably still under construction. But anyway, next news, last news. Yay! That's the bestest news. The director of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which apparently, even though I guess the movie is not actually out yet, but apparently they're already talking about a sequel to it. And the director is also doing a Peter Pan horror movie called Peter Pan Neverland Nightmare. Peter Pan would make a fantastic horror movie. If you had I, don't, I don't know if this idiot who's... I've seen the blood and honey poo. Oh, you have? You watched it? Good grief. Is it like low budget? It's like a low budget Five Nights at Freddy's is what it looks like. It's, and I don't know why in the world he has like eight cur... He has a brow, okay? He's got like eight furrows in his brow. 
like he's on the Mimi or something with her. Or he's sitting there <laughs> sipping the martini or something like this. <laughs> Peter Pan can make an excellent horror movie. He can make an excellent suspense movie. Because think about it, you got all these boys who have never grown up. Why haven't they grown up? Everybody grows up, right? Unless you're dead, then you're always a kid, right? Peter Pan is the oldest one of the bunch. He's the largest one of the bunch. He looks like he's in his 20s in most of these things. He, he's described as being bigger than all the other boys and stuff. Uh, you've got all these other characters. You've got Wendy is being kidnapped into Neverland and, and all this stuff's going on. I mean, talk about shades of don't fear the reaper. I mean, if Look at it this way. Take everything you know about Peter Pan. Now, what if Captain Hook is the hero? I was just about to say there's a fan theory that Captain Hook is actually the hero. And he's trying to save these boys' souls yeah. from Peter Pan. And now he's gone and he's kidnapped another one. But this one's a girl and holy crap, Tinkerbell. What about Tinkerbell? Tinkerbell, I always thought was really evil because there she's she she gets jealous and she plays with like with Wendy in an evil way, you know. Like, she's, it's I, like I, Peter Pan the Incubus and Tinkerbell the Succubus. There's an idea. But let's see what let's see what Fruford does with you. Yeah, but I kind of wish he had a bigger budget to do this song because imagine the. The if world and just having like all the effects to just make it wild and crazy. Okay, <laughs> now the last episode of Backrack video we did was about what? Do you remember? Two weeks ago? I, I, I did it. I pitched in. I know, I know. About film noir. What, se what separated film noir from all other film back in the day? Like in the 40s and stuff. What was the big difference between them? Not have the budget to. Yeah. You don't need the budget to get the good atmosphere. Okay. Look at Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. Five Nights at Freddy's. Correct me if I'm wrong. The very first game was done by one dude, right? He, he may have had some friends help him out with the programming and stuff. But one dude did Five Nights at Freddy's and launched an entire empire on the on the backs of that. You can do intense psychological, I'm just going to say trauma, on a very low budget. It's very possible to do. Okay, Five Nights at Freddy's, Blair Witch Project. That was made with a couple of throwaway camcorders, for crying out loud. That's true. Okay, you don't need a budget to make a good film. You need a good story to make a good film. You need a good story to make a good book. You need a good story to make a good painting. You need a good story to make a good song. It's all about the... It's the story, stupid. Don't worry about the representation. Don't worry about... Don't worry about your special effects budget. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about the tricks. Don't worry about the merchandising. All this other stuff. Tell a great story first. Like Back to the Future. Everything else will take care of itself. I feel stupid. No, don't feel stupid. No, I feel stupid because that's exactly everything that I believe in. And I'm literally sitting here going like, 
more budget, more of this, and not yeah. just sounding just like all the other people in Hollywood that runs behind him. And, and who loves you so much that he brought you back to reality? Yeah. Spider-Man. You know Spider-Man back there loves you. You watch him right over your shoulders. And who is that? Is that... Yeah, I think that's Deadpool right next to him. It's old Blue Mohawk. Blue Deadpool have a Blue Mohawk. What is that thing? Anyway, it's in there. I don't know what oh, it is. Oh, yeah, that's the... No, yeah. oh, no, I'm looking at the squirrel mask. What do I know? So, so that's all the newsy stuff? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, let's do the review. This no. is it. The big 36 minutes in, we're finally getting to a review of Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Now, understand... This is a true story, okay? This is unabridged, unabashed, 100% true. And I mean, they cover all the controversial parts about the Al Yankovic story, from his from his freebasing of accordion dust to the uh, to the overthrow of Pablo Escobar uh, to Rain Wilson's Three Doctor Demento Show A Day Habit and all this other stuff. 100% true, right on down to his assassination on live international television at the 1985 Grammy Awards. But it's still one of the most hilarious films of the year. This is a throwback, honestly, to the old school, the old school uh, satirical type of things. You see Alfred E. Newman in this movie on several occasions. You'll just see his picture up on the wall somewhere. That, that gives you a good idea of where Weird Al comes from. They both draw from that same pool. The problem is that pool is kind of stagnant and shallow. Okay, Andy, there's a reason they don't publish Mad Magazine anymore. Okay, you can only reach that well so many times. There's a reason Weird Al really hasn't had a hit in a while. You can only go back to the pool so many times. This movie, for what it is, is... I mean, it, it's a straight-up send-up of, of self-important biopics, and I absolutely adore it for that. Okay? I've been a Weird Al fan since I first had heard... Uh, I first heard Eat It back in 1983. Absolutely love the guy. And all the respect in the world for him, so I've been a, a Weird Al fan for 40 plus years. The, the biggest disappointment I've had in the past couple of years was Weird Al actually played the Lexington Opera House. I think it was in 2021, and I think they wound up having to either cancel it or shut it way down or something because of the coof. But I wasn't able to go. But the, like I said, the problem is that there's this idea that satire has to make fun of everything and take nothing seriously, but you have to keep the straight face. You can make it as ridiculous as you want, but as long as you keep the straight face, it's satire. And that's not true. That's the naked gut. Okay, that was Leslie Nielsen's shtick in Police Squad. Keep the straight face, don't react to anything, and just goofball moment after goofball moment. It has its place and it has its time. They, he, they do make some good points in Weird, the Al Yankovic story. And 
the problem is you kind of have to be receptive to it. If you have, like me, if you have heavy exposure to the Dr. Demento show, which means you have heavy exposure to novelty records, the Nervous Norvis uh, reference popped me. The, uh, if, you're, if you've liked Mad Magazine and you remember all the, the MASH send-ups they had to do over the years just because it was on for five times longer than the Korean War, which was a, a satire in and of, of itself. If you remember all these things, this movie will appeal to you. So as a, so I'm just going to wrap it. I'm not going to get too heavy into this. I would recommend you give it a try because, hey, it's free. It's free. It's streaming. It's out there. All you got to do is get the Roku channel some way. If, if you have a Roku streaming device, it's there, whether you like it or not. If you, uh, if you have uh, most streaming devices, you can get the Roku channel. Download the Roku channel, and you can watch it for free. You don't even have to register for an account or anything. So there's no sense in, to, in not watching it. If you're a fan of Weird Al, like I am, you'll give this thing four out of five. Okay, so it'd be worth it's worth the time to, to install it and seek it out. I know I had my one to fives here somewhere, but I don't know where in the world. But meh, either way. So there it is. So I think for uh, streaming. Four was worth the subscription, okay? If you're not a Weird Al fan, you're going to give it a two. Watch, watch it on Pluto with ads, okay? So if you're, if you're a Weird Al fan, you should seek this out, absolutely. If you're not, you've got nothing better to do, or you really don't want to see Black Panther 2, check it out. It's, you may get a, a few laughs out of it. I enjoyed it, but I can see where people wouldn't, because, they're, like I said, there's a reason Mad Magazine went out of business. So. so, that's my review. I give it 4 out of 5. It averages out to a 3. Awesome. You gonna try this now, Chris? Or? I, don't think, I don't even know. You stream on, on gaming devices, don't you? Off I, Xbox or... Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's there, though. Okay. I've seen the advertisements. No. You should so. check it out and see what you think. I know Roku really changed their entire background just for the Weird Al Yankovic thing. Yeah, I saw that yeah. too. But, so. Yeah, I was planning on watching that, I just didn't know when. <laughs> and I honestly I couldn't remember what where it was on at. I think you'll like it because it is full of 80s references. It might be a little early for you. Like I said, they're, they really do make Madonna the heavy of the show. She is the villain of the show. And I'm sure Madonna's just eating it up because she's like 70 years old, driving right? like an old cobweb and just like, somebody's paying attention to me. you, you got to remember, okay, <clears throat> I liked Madonna, the 80s Madonna. And not to mention, I was probably like the only one that watched her in Dick Tracy, watched her in that one where she, oh, Material Girl, I think. Was Who's that girl? Who's that girl? Yes. So... Yeah. So you're the one. Yeah, I was I'm the one. Be the one. <coughs> yeah, I was the one. No. So, you got anything else to throw out there? We are now 45 nope. minutes into this. Nope. You got nothing else? I got nothing else. So, so make sure, like I said, we've got a busy week. We still have an episode of Backrack video that's coming out on... Special effects! The history of special effects in 20 minutes with Chris in there. 
Uh, we've got to we'll finally have another episode of the Troy Duty coming out about Con Kentucky's Constitutional Amendment Number One. There's a laugh a minute. And then this Saturday at 3.45 at our YouTube channel, at Who, What, Where, and over on Chris's Facebook Movie Geek outfit, we will be live streaming Aftermath 2 on Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Did I get everything? Because I know I'd take a deep breath after that. Oh, I think so. It is an eventful week. But yes. So until next time, y'all keep keep weird and well. I guess I'm. I guess he's Chris and uh, yeah. well, and I'm Spike. He's Spike, and we'll, we'll keep geeking, geeking out. Wait. <laughs> Hi, y'all.